but if you don't ask, you're never going to get an answer. So you gotta, you gotta put yourself out there and you gotta ask. Hello and welcome to Toro University California's The Current. I am here with Dr. Erin Whitaker. She is a board certified oncology pharmacist from our charter class in pharmacy 2009. Welcome, Dr. Whitaker. I am Andrea Garcia, VP of Advancement, and we have a great program lined up talking about pharmacy today and specifically Dr. Whitaker's journey from the amazing Toro into the incredible career that she has now. Dr. Whitaker, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andrea, for hosting me, and I am looking forward to our conversation today going to have a great conversation. So a couple of things um, we want to know. There's so many choices. Uh, there were so many choices you had when you were applying to pharmacy schools. Why Toro? That's a great question. Uh, the thing that really attracted me to Toro was the two plus two program. I had spent um, five years in my undergraduate program I was really looking for less classroom time and more hands-on experience. So I know that the program is now switching to the three-year program, and I was really excited to learn about that. I did some um, digging last night on the website, and it's great that the program is still going to involve the depth of the rotations because that was really that attractor. And so students are still going to get that great experience with the variety of rotations. Um, with the three-year program, they'll just be able to be done a year sooner. So coming from a two plus two, are you now pro three-year program? I think that the three-year program offers a lot more for students in this day and age you know, dedicating four years to going through a graduate program after you come out of an undergrad um, is a lot of time. So being able to have that extra year that you can then do a residency, an internship, um, or enter into the workforce is really important. I mean, that's, that's a year of your life that you've gotten back that you can um, really start building your career into what you want it to be. While you were at Toro, what interests did you have? Did you have uh, some great rotations? Any great stories about your journey here? Um, I did, and thank you for that question. You know, being in the charter class, there was a lot of um, pluses and minuses. It was a lot of learning as we went. But that really provided a lot of opportunities to have um, new rotations. Um, I actually helped on bringing a rotation on board with an integrative medicine pharmacy. Um, so that, that experience um, was just, it provided a lot more, um, but also with the challenges of, you know, everything was new, we were all learning together. Um, but overall, a really great experience. I'm really happy with my choice of going to Toro. And during my time um, at Toro, I had a variety of rotations that helped direct my interest in pharmacy. Um, I was able to take an oncology rotation, which was certainly influential in uh, my long-term career goal. 
And then also the ambulatory care rotations just really spoke to me and what I valued personally of helping others, building relationships. Um, and so I, I really identified ambulatory care as a space that I wanted to take my career. Um, so that, that was my great experience at Toro. We're going to talk about your journey in one second, but I want to go back to something you mentioned because any student listening right now might find the steps um, to how you brought a rotation to Toro, how that came about. I don't often hear that. Like, oh, yes, I brought on this rotation. It's usually the faculty, you know, who bring that on. So how did that happen? And you were a student here when you did that. I was. Um, so in being in the charter class, we were working on developing more opportunities for rotations. Um, you know, the first year, it's difficult to get everything on board. And so for me, I identified um, an interest in uh, integrative medicine. And the community that I was living in at the time had an integrative medicine pharmacy. And I um, had been in there several times for um, my own self and my own knowledge. And so I had met the owners and developed a relationship with them. So when it came time for rotations, um, I believe there was a situation of, you know, we're kind of short on rotations. Does anybody have any ideas? And I said, you know, let, let me have a conversation with, um, you know, this owner of this pharmacy. And they, um, they did custom compounding for patients. They had um, a whole integrative medicine um, storefront with uh, vitamins and supplements. And then they also did one-on-one uh, -on -one counseling with patients. So they would set up appointments and be able to meet with patients and really go over their individualized needs. And so all of that just really um, spoke with, to me for what my interest was. And um, they were on board to be able to provide that rotation. And so, um, again, ended up being a great rotation. It was very different. Um, so it was good to get something other than just your hospital, retail, clinic um, sort of setting. And for those who don't know what integrative medicine is, could you let us know? Yeah, there's a lot of terms um, now. So it, there was, um, it, the old term was alternative medicine, but really it's not an alternative. Then there was complementary alternatives where you're combining um, you know, allopathic medicine practices with holistic medicine practices. So there's a lot of these terms that are being um, used and there's very specific definitions if you look them up. But for, for me, it was looking more at the whole body, whole person and uh, um, health and wellness. So building up your health and wellness through your diet, through exercise. So combining all of these, so we're not just relying on medication as um, our treatment option. So more whole person approach. And that's actually something that's advantageous 
for any person because I would think you don't want to be confined to just let me get this, take this medicine, this, you know, prescription so I can get better. But there are also other factors that you could help yourself to healing instead of just this one area, you know, like you said, eating right, exercise, you know, other areas in life. It's all a picture that you put together in your own, a person's journey to uh, living a healthy life. Absolutely. That's great. Um, Okay. We're going to touch now on your career journey because it sounds like you had a very exciting journey and I would definitely want to hear more about it as I'm sure everybody else does. So maybe you could give us some insight. Tell me what you did when you graduated from Toro University. How did your journey continue? So I was working as an intern in a retail setting. Um, I chose not to do a residency program. At the time I graduated, residencies for pharmacists um, were fairly limited and I wasn't in a personal space to move out of area for that. So I knew going into my career path that it was going to be a little bit longer than, you know, going straight into a residency to get into that ambulatory care role. So retail pharmacy was a really easy transition having worked as an intern. And so really, I think the important part of that was that I took advantage of opportunities that I could gain out of that experience and the skills that I could build for my skill set. And so in retail pharmacy, I then moved into a management role. So this provided me a lot of leadership skills. I was at a smaller pharmacy. I was able to spend time with patients, which I really valued. And then I also sought out an opportunity to work per diem as a pharmacist in a small community hospital. Um, because I knew having a diversity of both retail and hospital skills um, was going to be of benefit someday. And I was doing that for um, a little over a year. And then I got a phone call from a larger hospital facility that said, we have your CV from a career fair that Turo did. And we were wondering if you were interested in learning more about a full-time hospital pharmacist position. And I said, uh, that's great. Um, And I will plug the importance of doing these career fairs, getting your CV out there because you never know who keeps them on file and will call you later. Absolutely. So I was able to transition into a full-time hospital pharmacist role at a medium-sized hospital, and it was a fabulous experience. I was there for seven years. I got a variety of everything from operations. I took advantage of opportunities to write protocols and procedures. Um, A group of pharmacists I was involved in um, worked to get pharmacists out on the floor so that we were clinical pharmacists that were out on the floor working with interdisciplinary teams. 
And so um, that helped with that building relationships, working with patients, really making a difference, all these core values that I have had. And during that time, I also had an opportunity to um, help be on the team that set up an oncology clinic. And at that time, I really started to discover my passion for oncology as a specialty. And um, I worked in that clinic for a little bit. And then I had an opportunity to move to a full-time ambulatory care position as an oncology pharmacist um, in a clinic, which had been that goal all along. So it, it did take a while. Um, it took me, it was about nine years. So it's okay, your, your route kind of changes as you go. Um, and, you know, then COVID happened, which it did to all of us. And really, I think the importance that COVID brought about is for healthcare providers, nothing stopped during COVID. The rest of the world did. Healthcare continued on and we, it got more busy and we trudged through it. And um, one thing that I realized is how I had been going through and doing these kind of health checks on my career of, you know, where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And I hadn't done that for a few years during COVID. So I, um, I come to the point now where I, I'm doing this career health check. So I, I'm in a kind of a career reorientation for myself. And so I just wanted to speak to that today and kind of go through an outline that I put together and that I found um, I'm finding a value for myself and helping redirect so that I can continue on a career path that I really want to create for myself. That's fantastic that you are doing that. We actually talked to someone recently who said at the end of every year, he does his career health check. I think we forget to do that, you know, do we like this? And it's great for mental health as well, you know, as you start your new year, but I wanted to go back with something that you had mentioned, because I think that this is important um, specifically today. Growing up, I remember um, I did a bunch of smaller jobs but without realizing it helped me to get where I am today. I thought this may not be the best use of my time, but every single thing actually led to the path I'm in today. And it sounds like that happened with you, that all these other jobs that you had lead to that. And, And I just want to reiterate that although someone thinks, you know, what they're doing may not be important, it actually is a building block to your where your passion is or your passion lies would you agree with that yes i think that's 100 percent accurate and also noticed networking is super important i am going to talk about that okay so now let's get to your career health check it's a perfect segue to that i'd love to hear about that Yeah, so the first most important thing is a a personal health check for yourself. And I think you you need to take a little bit of time and step back and say, am I happy with what I'm doing? And is it because 
I am not 100% where I need to be with my health, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, all of that together, because it doesn't matter what role you're in. If you're not in a good space there, you're never going to be able to show up to your job and get that full benefit or feel the full value of that. So I think that needs to be done first and foremost, and that should be a continuous process. I think during the pandemic, there's too many of us that really put off a lot of things. There's been a lot of deferred health care, um, and we're seeing the ramifications of that. I know, you know, with cancer and not ha people having screenings. Um, so take take the time, do that, do it regularly. Um, and so I think, you know, that that was the first thing. So then I said, okay, I'm good. I'm in a good mental space. So I need some people to help me along the way. So mentors, mentors are a huge part of this. And I think it's really important to have multiple mentors. Um, it's not just one person. So mentors that are pharmacists, mentors that are non-pharmacists, um, it could be family, it could be um, friends, it could be someone, um, you know, religious, so, and have multiple people. So you want to have kind of a diverse group of mentors, because as you go through this process, there's going to be different areas that each of them can help you with identifying and have those conversations. Um, the other great place Tour University alumni. I mean, you've, you've got a whole oh you've, you've got a whole pocket full of mentors there. So you know, reach out to that alumni network, make connections with those people. Um, so I have to say, that, I, I love your passion for that. We had a conversation. This is full disclosure. We had a conversation before about getting alums together. We'd love to get some students there as well, and. Dr. Whitaker is certainly um, an advocate for that. So what she's saying is 100% accurate and understanding the value of having the mentors with Turo University alums. Yes, thank you. More to come on that. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're doing a personal um, check-in, finding some mentors. This then can lead you to create an action plan for yourself. And really the things that I included in my action plan is I first had to stop and say, what are the things that I'm passionate about? What are those things that drive me, that make me wanna go further? And this is gonna vary for everybody. I love that this is, this is a personal thing for everybody. There's no right or wrong answer. This is what is you. And so be true to yourself in this. Um, so, is it what drives you is being involved in the community is it that you love the science behind pharmacy um is it that you um i don't know just you need to think about those things for yourself and then what are your values and it's important to consider both your personal and professional values in this because those need to align so you know, do I value work-life balance? Do I value having a lot of alone time? Do I value more working in a team environment? So, you know, these are going to help you narrow down 
career paths that you're going to feel most fulfilled in. And what uh, drives you? So, uh, so I wanted to get back to that. <laughs> so I, I, I'll go back through the the action plan and what I did with it personally. Okay, sounds great. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted this to first be an outline for people that are maybe going through a similar situation, and if they find value in this, that they can um, use it as a tool. And so uh, the next thing that I started assessing is what are my skills? What are the current skills that I have? And this is where your mentors come in and ask them honest questions. Because the thing about your mentors is they should be able to build you up and tell you where your strengths are, what you're really good at. And they also need to be able to tell you what your opportunities are. Um, and so you know, write down that skill set. and. It's helpful to keep these things in writing, whether you're doing it through journaling, you're keeping a Word doc, um, however you feel best keeping that information organized. But um, I do recommend writing it down because then you can refer back to it. Um, and then once you identify those skills, you can look at what are those things, what are those skills that I feel like I need to be able to take me to that next step? Um, and so that may be a knowledge gap that can be filled through something like a board certification or a certificate program. Um, there's online classes available, podcasts like this to listen to where you can gain information, um, CEs. So seek out these resources. Um, and then the next thing to do is to really build that network. So now you've narrowed down and you've identified all of these things that's help giving you some direction on where you want to go. So start building that network. Um, and of course, the Alumni Association is a great resource for that. Um, the other thing that I have found very valuable is LinkedIn. Um, so build a LinkedIn profile, start, start reaching out to people, it's okay to use the message button. I know it's scary at first. You may not know somebody. It may have been a really long time since you talked to someone. Um, just reach out and message them. The worst thing, they're busy. They can't. They're not going to get back to you, or they even say, "Hey, I'm super busy. Circle back around with me at a certain time." Um, um, other areas that you can build a network: professional societies. I mean, we know. ASHP, um, ACCP, CHSP, like we have all of these uh, organizations that you can become a part of that give you this instant network. And the other thing that I found too is it's not just the big organizations. So for oncology, there's HOPA, it's Hematology Oncology Pharmacist Association. It's all oncology pharmacists. So there are organizations that are more specific to your certain passions. And a lot of them provide opportunities for you to interact without necessarily becoming a full member. So if you want more information, um, you can look through their websites. There's some free events that you can attend. So you can learn a, more about these specialties if you're in more of a discovery period of your career. Um, and then attending conferences whether it's local conferences or big conferences, but you, 
you can build a network um, through conferences and meeting people and having these conversations. Um, so, so that was my outline that I put together. Um, I guess if you want me to go back through it, I can do what I personally have done and what I've personally identified. Let's go back. Let's go to what drives you. I, I am fascinated by that. What drives you? Yeah. Um, what makes me really excited is sharing scientific information and new exciting technologies. And I think that was part of my interest with oncology is that oncology is very fast paced. There's new technologies coming out, new treatments for patients. And the science behind these um, treatments is, I find it really interesting. So it goes back to um, my, my undergraduate degree, which was research-based. And um, so I, I think that's where that's based out of. And then I'm also very much a people person. I like having conversations. I like talking with people. I like building relationships. And I, I, I get energized by doing that. So when I was able to identify um, those, those items, that helped direct me towards, you know, through my career path. Um, and then for my values, so my, one of my top values personally is my family. So family time is super important. Um, so I, I knew that I needed to have a work-life balance. Like I, I definitely want to have the career component, but I need that to be balanced with the family time. Um, and I love continuous learning. I love um, the science of things, the adventure. So those are things that I value personally and professionally. So I started breaking down like what are what skills do i have like what can i bring to the table for somebody and i have my scientific knowledge i have my training in oncology so that's of a lot of value i've done a lot of leadership where i've done project management and i've had to do a lot of communications and so um you know these skills i've been writing down and then I said, you know, oh, what was that? Is it difficult? This is, I, I had to ask people, what am I good at? I, so I, I asked my family, I asked some previous colleagues and it, it's really helpful. And I very much value the honest feedback that I got. Um, one of them said, I always appreciated working with you because if you said you were going to do something, you followed through with it and you did it. And I thought, you know, that is hugely valuable. That is a really good skill because I mean, we all know how easy it is to just not follow up with things because life gets busy and things get lost. But when, when things need to be followed up with and, and I appreciate that that was identified. Yeah. Yep. Um, for me. And I have certainly reinforced that skill now too, um, because it is something that's really important. The other part was what areas did I need to bring my skills up in? Did I have knowledge gaps? And so for myself, I realized I didn't have a lot of knowledge about clinical trials and how clinical trials work 
and investigational drug services. And with an interest in oncology and the science of things, that's a really important component. And right around that time, ASHP put out that they had an investigational drug certificate. Um, so I signed up for that and I did that certificate program. And that was really helpful in bridging that knowledge gap for myself. Um, and then in the same arena, um, ACCP had, is offering a oncology genomics certificate. So that is another certificate program that I'm currently doing right now. And those are really helping, again, bridge that knowledge gap that I had of those two subjects um, that will be of value moving forward for me. So you did your own homework, realized where there yes. were some yes, exactly. pockets and you found ways and to your fill mentors, those pockets. Your mentors can help you with this career. and help you identify this. And there was, there was a lot of ideas that got bounced around of, uh, you know, is it a full, do I need to go back to school for something? And um, then there was an assessment of, no, I really do, like, I have these, I just need to identify, you know, certificate programs, CEs for um, clinical bringing up that clinical knowledge that, you know, we got during school, but maybe you haven't used it for 10 years. So um, it's, and again, this is your own personal journey. It's your own personal assessment, but certainly your mentors are going to play a very large part in that. And I would think some of these are pretty raw conversations, maybe not the most comfortable here in some of these things that maybe you thought you were so good at, or I know there all of were this, certainly humbling conversations uh -oh. along the way and a lot of personal growth that has happened. And that's, uh, it's had its highs and its lows. So uh, again, have a good support network. Um, but it's important for overall personal and professional growth. I feel like it's made me a better person and a better pharmacist to be able to make these assessments, have hard conversations and learn and make positive changes from them. That's great. That's great to do that. So tell us, um, as we're wrapping up with time, what is the advice you have for students today? Yeah, I think for a student in the program, sign up for a rotation that's different that you think you may not be interested in. I was actually scared to death for an oncology rotation. I had told myself I would never do oncology. That's so scary. Your patients die. Um, it ended up being one of the better rotations that I had. So be open to those opportunities. You're in a rotation for six weeks. It's not the end of the world, you'll make it through six weeks and you will come out on the other side um, having new knowledge and new information. And then I think that, you know, availability of residencies, fellowships, even internships are so much more than they were 15 years ago when I was in school. 
Um, so take advantage of those now. They have ones of different durations of length. So, you know, a residency program may be a year where a fellowship or an internship could be a little bit shorter and in a lot of different areas. So, you know, you've got industry, you've got government. Um, if you have interest in uh, some some different areas besides the traditional thought of retail, hospital, um, there are a lot more opportunities out there available for pharmacists. And that is really exciting for the future of pharmacy. That was a question I was going to ask you. The future of pharmacy, it's not just one career, you can have many careers, I am assuming? Yes, you can. Um, so my journey has actually led me to, I'm looking at pursuing roles within industry and there's a variety of roles available for pharmacists. Um, so both in the, on the business side, as well as the clinical side, um, there's government, um, there's FDA, there's NIH, there's CDC. I mean, these are areas where you may not think of a pharmacist being, but there are pharmacist opportunities there. Um, there's opportunities in organizations uh, with the um, like diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, so being advocates for that, pharmacists advocate for patients. I mean, that's part of our training. So you may not be heavily on the clinical side there, but that's still a good use of your skill set. And if that's something that you're passionate about, these are opportunities for pharmacists. So there's a lot more diversity. I would encourage anybody to just explore, um, again, building that network, reaching out to people, having conversations can open a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities. One final question. If a student wanted to get in touch with you, would that be possible? Do they get in touch with you directly? Do they contact us? How would you like for that to happen? Um, Absolutely. I am 100% open to having conversations. I see it as a pay it forward. I have had some really great mentors through the years. So please do feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, use the message button, message me. Um, I, I promise I will work to get back to you. Um, and we will try to have a conversation, even if we just are messaging back and forth for a bit. Um, but if any of what I've said really resonates with you and I can help you through that process, I'd be happy to have a conversation. That is great. On behalf of all the students, thank you so much for doing that. And on behalf of us here in Advanced Ventura University of California, first and foremost, thank you for being such a wonderful alum. Thank you for being on this program. And we look forward to your continuing journey and having you back someday soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.